Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. Hey, Founder Fam, before we dive into another incredible conversation, I want to share something really special with you. Whether you're just joining us or you've been following us since the beginning, you've been a critical part of our community working to change entrepreneurial education. I started Founder almost a decade ago with the mission to provide entrepreneurs access to the world's greatest business leaders. Our goal was to break down barriers to entrepreneurial education, and that's taken us on a journey from Founder Magazine to this podcast and beyond, and today marks the next step in that journey, Founder Plus. I'm proud to introduce you to Founder Plus, which is an all-access pass to each of our online courses and programs and their proven frameworks for success. It puts every strategy we've compiled from world-class instructors at your fingertips while connecting you to a global network of like-minded entrepreneurs. Founder Plus will take your business to the next level for today and tomorrow. So whether you've just joined our family or you've watched us grow from humble beginnings, we're really thrilled to have you join us in this exciting new phase of making the Founder brand and this company the world's best entrepreneurial community to launch and grow your business. So finally, before we get into today's episode, I'm inviting you to come back Check out Founder Plus and go to founder.com forward slash membership. I'm really excited, guys. This is an incredible new evolution of entrepreneurial education. And our mission is really to get as many of these founders that we interview to teach and also give back on the Founder Plus platform and really go more in depth with the knowledge and the experiences and the lessons learned that they're sharing all in Founder Plus. So guys, please go check it out if you're enjoying these interviews. That's it from me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's jump in. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey, Founder Fam, welcome back to another episode of the Founder Podcast. Now, today's episode is a very special one because it's our 500th episode of the Founder Podcast. It's been almost 10 years since we published our first episode with the goal of hearing the stories, strategies, and lessons from some of the most successful founders in the world. And in that first episode, I actually interviewed Fabio Rosati, who's the founder of Elance Odes which end up becoming Upwork on how to disrupt an industry. Since then, I've talked to hundreds of super successful founders, but 
The vision for the podcast remains the same. Have an open book conversation so you can not only learn how to build a business, but actually what it takes to be a successful founder. So today to celebrate 500 episodes of the Founder Podcast, I'm going to be talking to my favorite founders, you guys. I'm laying everything on the table for a special AMA, Ask Me Anything from Founder Students with a few surprise questions from the founder team sprinkled in. So whether you started listening or watching to the podcast today, or you've been with us since the beginning, this episode is for you. All right, so let's jump in, guys. Uh, the first question that I have is from Vicar, and he asked me, what was the most inspiring story that made you who you are today? Um. It's really tough to be honest with you because I've interviewed so many people, right? And it's all this like massive blur that's just mixed up into like a ton of different stories. But I want to share a story about me that something that happened to me that made me who I am today. And that was, I never forget, it would have been about at least 12, 13 years ago. I was working my job in IT support and part of my job was, um, you know, supporting the the team members around, you know, tech and infrastructure and fixing their computers and, you know, making sure people can work. And uh, there had been a complaint that came in or a numerous amounts of complaints that came in that uh, the staff, you know, the 200 plus staff weren't feeling supported and they felt that every time they raised a ticket to get help, uh, those tickets never got answered. So what ended up uh, becoming uh, what was a a directive at the time was that uh, we would do shifts, me and a few other team members in my IT support team, we do shifts and uh, uh, we needed to, you know, do shifts every half a day each, walk around the two different floors to say, Basically, does anybody need any help and walk around? And my boss at the time uh, come in and told me this idea and I said, I'm not doing that. That's a waste of time. And so um, I actually got pulled into the office by my boss's boss and she absolutely ripped me apart. And after that meeting, I literally felt like I wanted to cry. And um, it was such a such a crazy feeling that someone could have that kind of level of impact on my life and that kind of power over me that it, around the work that I wanted to do and just just the way that that made me feel. And that particular story I have carried with me for my whole life because I said to myself after that, I never want to be in that position ever again where someone can treat me that way. And uh, yeah, that was pretty impactful for me. So that's uh, that's something that that just shaped me who I am today. And I ended up starting founder and wanting to do my own thing and find work I was passionate about. And then here we are, like 13, 12, 13 years later. All right. So that's that one. Um, why did I start the founder podcast? So it's that's actually a really cool story. So I started found a magazine and it was just me wanting to find successful people and tell their stories and share them with the world. And it was a digital magazine at the time. 
that was in 2013. And I used to actually, because it was digital, I used to house those interviews. So you could actually read the story, but then you could listen to the interviews inside the magazine. And uh, our ex-head of marketing at the time, but I met him on the phone, crazy story, hold on to crazy story, Dave. He said to me, like I was thinking of starting a podcast, but I wasn't sure if that would cannibalize the digital magazine. And he said to me, Nathan, um, let's make a bet. If anyone complains in the next six months, you can always pull it down, but just see what happens. And so I took the best interviews from the magazine after about a year of publishing it. And I launched this podcast and I got my friend Merrin to help me. Like he had like a tutorial on how to do it. And he talked me through it. And that's why I started the founder podcast. I wanted another medium to share these incredible stories because through the magazine, I was able to quickly build authority in the entrepreneurship space. And then I just could tell these incredible stories and I could find these crazy founders that were really hard to reach, really hard to get in touch with, so time poor, but they would take some time to give back to our community and share these stories with you guys. And I just wanted to share them with the world. I just wanted them to get in, like, to get into the hands of as many people as possible and really help people. So that's why I started the Founder Podcast because I felt that there was a, an opportunity in the space where I could actually reach out and speak to some of the craziest founders behind brands that you might have heard of or brands where you might have heard of the founder but not know the brand or you knew the founder. And through our publishing medium, we were able to get in touch with some really hard to reach founders and I wanted to share those incredible stories. I didn't want to keep them locked up in the magazine. And then uh, the founder podcast kind of started. And it's crazy. And it's crazy thinking back. Um, I used to think 10 years ago back then that the like podcasting was massive and I'd miss the boat. And now people look think at podcasts and be like, wow, podcast is massive and I've missed the boat. Like it never stops, right? Like you always think an industry is too big. It, it isn't too big. All right. So the next question is Matthew Seely has asked, it seems like the word bootstrapped gets thrown around a lot in the world of entrepreneurs. Of those 500 founders you've interviewed, can you tell us about a few of them that truly started from zero and grew a successful business? Yeah, of course. I can tell you about tons. Um, some crazy ones that are my favorites are the guys from High Smile, two, two fellas, soccer players didn't play at like a super professional level but competitive they were into competitive sports and they played soccer um, based in the gold coast australia if you know australia gold coast is not the place like it's not a business hub it's not a startup hub it's not where heaps of talent go especially like from a they would understand the online space and these guys started from absolutely nothing starting a, a teeth basically a teeth whitening business um selling the kits but then it's turned into a whole oral care brand and they've just truly innovated in the industry their products are crazy their branding their marketing just the business is just incredible and their hunger and their drive and they're so young and what they've been able to do is so impressive from where they've come from and it's their first business it's insane um, that is a great example of how you can bootstrap a company and just keep reinvesting profit for growth and really kind of build something massive like that that business 
after I think about seven, eight, nine years, is going to do half a billion in annual revenue. Like that is insane how big they are with no experience it being in the Gold Coast, Australia, like not a talent hub or a place where anything much in the business world is happening. And to compete on a global scale to build the brand and the caliber of products that they're building is so impressive. So another example is Kendra Scott, who was a single mother selling jewelry door to door. Now that business, she ended up selling for over a billion dollars, right? Like insane. She started from absolutely nothing. And I think that's the crazy thing, right? There's plenty of founders that we interview on this podcast that they raise money, right? And they do exceptional things. And part, like most of the time, you actually need to raise money because they might have, it might be a capital intensive business or they want to go faster or they want to, you know, take the market. But you don't always have to. There's two sides of the coin, right? And I think both sides of the table work, both sides of the coin work. It really comes down to your preference, right? And it really comes down to the product or service. And it really comes down to the market opportunity and how competitive the market is. So if you look at brands like Uber, it probably made sense that they needed to raise a ton of money to take the market. But then if you look at a brand like Highsmile, they were able to sacrifice profit for growth and build out their own industry and become a market leader. So yeah, I hope that answers that question. So yeah, that's that's my take on bootstrapping versus non-bootstrapping. And is it thrown around a lot? Look, founder is a bootstrap business. Bootstrap businesses are near and dear to my heart. But at the same time, I've got a lot of respect for founders that raise a ton of money and grow a company and build a company super fast. And what they do with that capital is very, very impressive. The next question I've got is what makes an incredible guest? So for me, I actually have it pretty easy. I've been a pretty lazy interviewer. I'm self-taught, self-trained. I have no experience in journalism, which you can probably see. And I just approach things from a natural curiosity. Um, I was always told when I was a, a younger kid that I asked too many questions. And it's funny to think that here I am speaking with you guys, asking questions for you guys to help you guys, because like it's 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 an incredible job. It's, it's an absolute privilege to get to do what I do. So a lot of the times what makes an incredible guest is somebody with just the the depth of experience they have as a founder the the their ability to push their comfort zone so much that inherently they have these incredible experiences to share and these wild and crazy stories um an incredible guest is a founder that is is vulnerable that can talk about interesting fascinating stories can really open up and share about the hard times and share about these lessons that they learn and the battle scars that they have to prove it an incredible guest is somebody that's entertaining that is really present and they're here and they want to serve and they want to help you guys uh, they're not looking to sell anything they just really want to help and give back from their journey because they understand that entrepreneurship goes full circle. And that's really what the entrepreneurial circle is about. It's about paying it forward. And that's what founder is all about. That's why founder exists. We want to help you guys accelerate your growth and future through entrepreneurship. And we want to help you however we can, and we want to pay it forward. Um, but in order to, for this business to run, we have to sell products and services, obviously, right, to keep paying it forward. And part of those products and services that we, that we you know, sell 
actually pay it forward too and really help you guys. So it's a it's such a cool business that I get to be a part of and the whole founder team gets to be a part of. Um, so that's what makes an incredible guest, somebody that's super vulnerable, someone that has great experiences to share. They tell incredible stories. They're open, they're honest, they're present. They just want to give back. They really care about our community. And for that reason, they're really bringing themselves wholly to the interview. And it's really easy. Like I get to ask questions and I get to just be super curious and just delve in and like, you know, I just put myself in this position where I'm meeting them for the first time and we're having a beer together and I'm just genuinely curious and I just want to learn. And uh, yeah, that's what's make, that's, and yeah, that's what makes a great interview. What makes a difficult interview guest? I guess probably the exact opposite of what makes an incredible interview guest Someone that's difficult is someone that gives short answers. They struggle to open up, so I have to really kind of push to get them to open up. Um, they are not present. It's obvious they don't want to be there. Uh, they probably have got convinced by their PR team that they have on uh, a PR agency that ha- they have on retainer or their PR team have pushed them to do this interview because it would be good for, for the brand. Uh, a founder that is not open to sharing crazy stories or basically the exact opposite of what makes an incredible guest. All right, my next question is, can you share a story of an awkward or funny moment that happened during an interview? Yeah, I've got a ton. I've got a ton. I'll share with you some good ones. Um, So when I interviewed Melanie Perkins, the founder of Canva, it was early days founder and it was actually early days Canva. And um, I never forget, I was interviewing her in my parents' basement. And back in the day, there was no Zoom. I used to use Skype and I used to use this this tool on Skype called Ecamm Call Recorder. And uh, yeah, we started doing the interview and I was speaking to her for about 20 minutes and I forgot to hit record. And I was just like, oh my God, I am so sorry. Um, I need to hit record and she just started again and she was so professional she was so polite and i'll never forget it it was she yeah i have a lot of respect for her and it's a testament like the kind of character of a founder she is and the kind of person she is um another great one was uh i remember i was going to interview tony robbins i've interviewed tony robbins like two times maybe three times yeah two times at least yeah two times and uh the first time it took like quite a few times to to actually make the interview happen. So one time um, I showed up and they didn't know where Tony was and he was racing Ferraris around the Arctic Circle and uh, that they couldn't get in touch with him. And so we had to reschedule. Then another time, once again, I was in my parents' basement, early days founder, and uh, I actually uh, – got up at like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. to do the interview and there was no power. My whole house, my whole street, they turned the power off because they must have been doing scheduled maintenance and they assumed everyone was sleeping, uh, which is which is crazy. And then I like they were waiting and I had to speak from my phone. I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys, the power is not on. We have to reschedule. Um I think that if you haven't heard or seen the interview with Grant Cardone, who's a bit of a controversial character, he come to Melbourne. A lot of people were saying, hey, you should interview him. And like, 
you know, he's a successful founder in his own right and he's a very interesting, funny, hilarious guy and, you know, love him or hate him, he knows how to get attention and I interviewed him and that was crazy. Uh, it was awkward. He was asking me how much money I had in my bank account and I wouldn't tell him and he kept guessing and I kept on going higher and higher and higher and, yeah, he was, he was saying I was like, you know, a little bitch if I don't tell him. I thought that was a funny, awkward moment. Uh, the interview with Noah Kagan, not the latest one, the most recent one, but the first one. That was a crazy story and it was awkward, but it made for one of the most interesting interviews from a confrontational perspective because he came to Melbourne. I met him. I asked him to do an interview. He said no. He was kind of a bit of a jerk about it. And then later, and that was early days founder, like when I first started in the first few months. And then like two, three years later when founder was growing really fast, he reached out and and I told him the story and then he got really mad at me and then he asked me again, can we be friends? And then we ended up, you know, smoothing it over and all sorts of things. And um, yeah, and he's a great guy. Like it was a fantastic interview, especially the latest one and, and that first one. But that was awkward. It was interesting. It was it made for an interesting interview. Um, so yeah, there's been some crazy ones. Said Cole has asked me, what has been the most common answer from guests about how to scale their business? Um, I would say it's around people. And this is something that I continually have to remind myself. And like, I think we need to put out more content, especially courses and programs and more content in our platform around people, not just around how to be a better leader, but also how to hire, find and identify and attract great talent to your business because businesses are built by people. And I know it's not sexy, right? It's not a sexy topic and it doesn't get clickbait, right? But I guarantee you every single founder that I speak to has people challenges, wants to get better people and it's crazy the things that I've seen, how you get a really, like even one good person or a few good people in your business, how fast it can grow from just great people. And uh, that would be the most common answer from guests in a roundabout way around how they scale their business is getting better people and how they find better people. And it's something that needs to be talked about more in this space because it's the key to everything. Businesses are built by people. Yes, the founder is the leader. Yes, the speed in which a, a company grows is the a direct correlation and reflection of the CEO or founder. But at the same time, that founder has to have great people around him. And every single business, every super successful founder that I've interviewed that has a massive business, they've been able to get incredible people to help them build that business. What's an interview that what's an interview that stayed with me afterwards? Um, look, there's been a ton. I'd say one that has stayed with me afterwards was Scooter Braun's interview. If anybody asked me what's been my favorite interview, that one probably the most, or that's one that I often come back to. Um, and it, I, I'd say because he was just so vulnerable and so open and so honest and I just didn't expect it. And it was just so raw and so honest and it was just such a fascinating interview. Um, yeah, that's one that stayed with me afterwards and still does. 
Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like they're building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success. You should come and check out our new podcast, From Zero to Founder, hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn. These are in-the-trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs, people just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. What are some takeaways from interviews that have changed the way you run Founder as a business? There are tons, but you guys might find this interesting. It's really hard because I'm the CEO and then for maybe two hours a week or one hour a week, I'm the host of this podcast. So... I've got so many other things going on running the business that I actually I actually need to spend more time, to be honest. Um, when I do have these takeaways, writing them down, going away and implementing them, I'm having more success when I actually read books from some of these founders and then going away and implementing them. So as an example, a recent example is we interviewed Dan Martell. That was a fantastic interview. Um, the team loved it. It was one of the best that we did last year. So when I was away, I went and read his book, Buy Back Your Time. And then I've actually started to implement a ton of things for me as a founder, how I operate, how I lead as a founder. Um, you know, there's little things. Like I remember when I interviewed Rod Drury, who's the founder of Zero. one of the things that he said to me that always stuck with me that changed the way I ran, ran a founder for good, bad, or otherwise is he, he talked about speed. He talked about how impatient he is and how he was always kind of just beating the drum how he can get things done faster and i know that like i do that to the founder team and i know that it's uncomfortable i know it's frustrating to people that i want things done yesterday but i just i just can't rest and like i i just kind of have to always try and push and try and get things done faster and speed is everything uh, when it comes to building a business so yeah those are a few Sally Chen asks, why has the From Zero to Founder podcast not been updated since 2022? I really enjoy listening to other founders' stories. Thanks. That's a really great question, Sally. So look, the From Zero to Founder podcast was a series that we did with Molly, who was our community manager at the time. And uh, yeah, we finished that series. And we're looking at bringing it back. We're looking at doing another series in the future really telling the stories of our successful students. And that's something that we will bring back. We're constantly interviewing students and speaking to them, hearing their stories. So it's something that we will bring back, but it was a series. Uh, it wasn't going to be a continuous show. It was a series where we wanted to interview, you know, over 30, 40, 50 students that had had success following our programs. If you haven't, make sure you check that out. It's truly inspirational. It's just the power of, you know, hearing people in your shoes right now, probably not the usual founder podcast kind of guest that's probably, 
you know, miles and miles and miles away from where you want to be. And uh, it's so aspirational, so unattainable from your where you might be that the Zero to Founder podcast was a bit of a spin interviewing founders in our community in the early stages of their business, really talking about the raw stuff and maybe only a couple of years ahead of where you are or maybe where you are right now. Um, that was a really cool series that I'm super proud of. And we look to bring something like that back, but it's a true testament to the fact to like the founder plus curriculum, the founder plus membership, make sure you go sign up, make sure you check that out. Make sure you listen to from zero to founder, because if you're listening and you want to accelerate your growth and future through entrepreneurship, this is, this is another way that we can help you, not just through this podcast and not just through these interviews. Have I always been comfortable speaking, being on camera? If not, how have you learned to be comfortable? That's so crazy because I remember, I never forget one of the first times I had to be in front of the camera. We were shooting some content from one of our, for one of our first ever courses, Instagram Domination. And uh, it was just like a course, a program on teach me teaching how I grew our Instagram following. And uh, I remember being so nervous using a tally prompter. I was absolutely hopeless. Um, I recorded that video, yeah, in a studio and it was so bad. Like, so to answer the question, yes, I have not always been comfortable behind a camera. And the way that I learned to be comfortable was just practice and repetition and just having to do it. Like I never like, I never intended to be the face of founder. It just happened because I was bootstrapping and it made sense and I just had to do it. And I've just continually um, put myself in these positions where I'm always behind a camera and now I'm super comfortable. I just pretend it's not there. It's, I can just imagine like I'm speaking to you right now. What does a day in your life look like and how do you fit podcast interviews in and how do you manage your time? All right, so a day in the life for Nathan Chan, I live by my calendar. I'm pretty hardcore calendar. Uh, every Anyone that works with me or my close friends or family know that uh, if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. So um, I'm big on health and fitness these days. So I go to the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, uh, Wednesday afternoon usually. That's, that's one of my staple things that I do. And I uh, usually start the gym at 8 a.m and do my pt session i always meditate before i go before i go to bed and then also when i wake up that's very very important to me then from there i'm always having my porridge usually when i'm driving and then i've always got my meals pre-prepared and then i have my vitamins and my green juice um, i'm always trying to optimize time i try and get ten thousand steps a day if i can i'm doing walking meetings and I try and structure my week around where I do a lot of meetings, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, it's more around kind of me getting stuff done, me approving, thinking, working through different things within the business. Um, Friday mornings is usually when I'm always shooting. So it's actually a Friday morning now where I'm shooting this podcast and in the evenings and after in the evenings i'm either doing work i'm either seeing friends or family or i'm reading or spending time by myself and uh on weekends yeah i do a little bit of work try to keep the weekends pretty you know doing fun stuff seeing friends seeing family um 
I, I try and keep it pretty balanced if I can, but not always. But that's what a day in the life looks like. A lot of meetings, um, you know, one-on-ones, working with the team, working on time thinking. I think thinking is underrated if I can. I always spend a good couple of hours thinking about things. Now more than ever, I'm changing up how I how I structure things. I'm constantly revisiting my personal goals and the goals for founder and, and where we're trying to go. I think that's really, really important. In the past, I might have set goals, but I didn't revisit them as much as I am now. And I think that's really, really important. Just constantly making that a center of focus, just recentering me. Um, and yeah, uh, my day-to-day is pretty jam-packed, right? I try and maximize the time that I have. But when I'm when I'm not working, I really try and have downtime with friends and family. All right, so Anne Reyes asks, what would you say is the most common pitfall of someone who's an absolute beginner starting a business specifically in e-commerce? I think from my experience, and I've seen thousands, tens of thousands of founders, maybe hundreds of thousands, like, no, probably not hundreds, tens of thousands, like over these past quite a few years, um, I would say the most common pitfall is people fall in love with the idea and not the problem that they're solving for the customer. When it comes to building a successful e-commerce business or building a business that you know can give you the lifestyle that you're looking for or give you the freedom that you're looking for or to build something that you're truly proud of and to really help others um, and it's really fun to build a business, there's hard times, don't get me wrong, but it's fun to create. I think the number one problem that Ecom founders face is, is is product selection and getting the product selection right. Um, I've seen really successful founders come out of nowhere very, very fast because they spent the time on product selection and getting it right. The product is what makes or breaks your e-commerce business. And if you don't get it right, if you can't speak to the customer, you can't speak to the problem and it's not solving a deep problem and it's not a painkiller solution, which I talk about this idea of vitamins versus painkillers. And I didn't come up with this. I learned about it from Andrew Chen. Um, basically, you know, if you you really want to create like a painkiller problem, like you really want a Panadol, a panacea to really help solve that problem with your e-commerce product. So getting getting your product right, getting that selection of the product that you choose to invest your time, money, energy, and effort into is so key. It is so critical. All right, Paris Stringfellow asks, how much capital should a typical e-commerce brand plan on using in the first year? And what would the timing of these capital injections look like? All right, so I could get, I could throw out a number, right? But I'm going to talk to experience. So when I started Healthish with my partner Emily, um, it cost three thousand dollars for the domain name. We didn't have to spend that. We could have spent twenty dollars on the domain name, but I wanted a solid domain name, so you can count that out. But um to get it was around three thousand units that was the moq and it was about two dollars a unit uh so that would have been around six thousand dollars that was the moq bang done and then there was a you know a little bit of stuff on the branding side and then the website was built and then we used instagram to grow it so for it cost us around seven thousand eight thousand dollars uh in total to 
do the MOQ to get the um, website using Shopify up and running and then all the marketing was done by us. So yeah, I'd say in the, and then we just sacrificed profit for growth, right? We got sales and then the customer paid for shipping and handling. And then we went out and um, obviously, yeah, sent, went to the post office and, and uh, sent out the products. So, and we use Instagram as that organic channel. So long story short, uh, yeah, it cost about eight grand in stock and then we spent that extra two three thousand for the domain name so it cost about ten grand it could have cost between five six seven grand um so that's that's what it looked like and that was kind of the timing i hope that answers the question and then the brand took off and became you know seven figure e-commerce store off you know the rest is history all right so next question vivian Teresa has asked what is the future of founder and how do you plan on revolutionizing the coaching space, online courses, and overall e-commerce community? I love this question. So what does the future of founder look like? Uh, I can tell you what we're working on and, and the vision. So for us, we're going all in on Founder Plus. It's our all-access membership platform. Uh, we're producing a lot of content for you guys, online workshops, online programs, and courses. We're really moving out all of our um, platform over to a really incredible community software uh, called Circle. And we're doing a lot to really work on that product to make it truly revolutionary. So the future of Founder is really, we want to build the most comprehensive online learning platform to help you start or grow your e-commerce business. And we really want to be able to help support you however we can. And uh, we want to really focus on the product. We're working on checklists. We're working on looking at a, at a founder's journey and going, okay, if you want to build a million dollar business, how can we help you? And what are all the things that you need to learn? So what will happen soon is when you actually sign up to Founder Plus, you'll be asked a series of questions. And we'll have all the content that you need, which is called your success path or roadmap. And we'll be able to work out where you are on that success path all the way from building, starting your e-commerce business to building a you know million dollar a year e-commerce store. And depending on those questions that you answer, we will give you a custom tailored learning journey that will give you the courses, the checklists, the workshops and the content you need to consume of where you're at. Like you might just be at the starting stages where you need to come up with your idea or maybe you've already got your idea, but you need to work out how to drive more traffic to your store. Then you'll get, you'll be served different courses and recommended different courses and programs and workshops to go through. And then you'll be orientated through the community as well. So that's where that is all going. And within the coaching space, we're continually upgrading and working on our coaching program. It is truly incredible. And we're just getting more and more super successful coaches to give back and coach and mentor our students. We're working on more workshops, more content to really help you guys succeed. And we're also looking at what sort of tools, checklists, and things that we can basically give to you guys to make your journey easier. How can we really help accelerate your growth and future? So that's what the future of Founder looks like. We're really, really focused on just doubling down on that product, making that product a market leader in the space to make sure that we can help serve you guys. And then over time, we won't just service e-commerce founders. I, I see a world where we can help founders 
in you know from a coaching and founder plus perspective in the services space in the courses space in the education space in the software space in the agency space so in the marketing space and all sorts of ways so yeah there's a lot happening and uh, yeah we really want to just continue to create incredible content to help serve you guys and keep delivering on founder plus and really making that programming like that that membership next level that's the go-to that's where we're here to help you and we want to i want to build like the i want us to be the co-pilot to help you guys on your entrepreneurial journey all right lucky last question if you could interview any entrepreneur dead or alive, who would it be and why? It's my favorite question I ask people at the end of every episode when we get to the hot seat. And it's an easy one for me. It's Elon Musk. Um, I think he's just love him or hate him, what he's been able to do as a founder and what he's been able to create and the brand that he's been able to build as a personal brand, but then also as all these different crazy brands that he's been able to build is just fascinating. And he's just unwavering belief and the ability uh, to handle everything he handles and the amount of stress and pressure that he takes on is just exceptional. And I, yeah, I can't wait to the day that we interview him one day. It'll come. It'll come, guys. I never give up. It will come. We just need to keep building this brand. You guys need to just keep being a part of this community. Help us build this brand and it'll come. And it's going to be crazy when it does. All right. That's a wrap for our 500th episode. Thank you so much for listening and watching all of these years. We've got a lot in the works to make the next 500 episodes of this podcast even better and to provide you with the conversations that inspire you to accelerate your growth and future through entrepreneurship. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you on episode 501. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.